and welcome back to a fresh episode of Business Growth Show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And if you haven't yet, check out our weekly email where we share actual marketing tips, useful podcasts, free guides, bonus resources, and much, much more to start your week off with a bang each and every Monday. You can sign up for it today at businessgrowth.email. So joining me today on the show is Nadia Milani. Nadia is the VP of Marketing over at Proposify. Nadia, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks so much for having me. So happy to be here. No worries at all. So looking forward to this one. We're going to be chatting all about how you can absolutely dominate your sales deals from the proposal to the closing the deal itself. So let's jump straight in. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's talk let's about do it. why are proposals so important, Nadia? Well, proposals are so important because they're the final thing that the customer sees before the deal closes. So there's like a lot hanging on the proposal. So it should be beautiful. It should be clear. It should be simple. And typically people don't really know what happens after that proposal sent. So mm. uh, at Proposify, we, we actually add some visibility to that stage. So it helps you figure out like what actually can close. So, so proposals are so important because they are going to help you seal that deal. Yeah, and you've, you've raised a good point straight away because I can't tell you the number of times, especially when I first start, started in sales, that I'd perhaps speak to a lead, whether that was a referral or whether it was one that came through our website contact form, and we kind of have a chat. I'd think it was going well. We'd discuss a potential project, and they might say, sounds good, Sam. Send me a proposal. And then I'd send a proposal in crickets. So right. I, I, I didn't know if it was good, didn't know if it was bad, didn't know if my proposal was kind of hitting the nail on the head, if I'd covered all the key points and then tried to get hold of them, it's gone. So um, Right. And hope... the thing is, is it can take a lot of time, right? So I, I remember, mm. so I've been on the marketing side of the business, but I've worked so closely with sales because I've been kind of in the revenue, either on a revenue team or just working really closely, obviously on inbound. And I just know that proposals and running them can be so painful. Um, it can take so much time. That's it. And when it's gone out and it actually hasn't worked, it's it really it's 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 tough. It's tough for us for a salesperson. And so that's why we're here today. So we're we're here to tell you how to create the best proposals so you guys and gals can close better and faster. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. So let's jump right in. You've got a six-step framework that you're gonna share with us. I am. So let's um let's get stuck in. Let's do it. So yeah, so basically, so so Proposify every year, what we do is we set out a state of proposals. So this year, we are sending out a third annual state of proposals. And what we do is kind of put in all the data that we have in our system. Uh, and we have over 1.1 proposals that we analyze every year. I think last year was 1.2. Um, and so what we did is we kind of figured out like six easy ways to make your proposals better so you can win more deals. So I'm going to review six of them right now. Um, and then you can ask me a bunch of questions uh, in the middle of it. So but it's really kind of uh, created around like six steps. So it's proposal structure and design. So it's making sure your actual structure and design is good. And I know that sounds simple and basic, but it, there's actually, there's more to that and me to that uh, to help. And so creating an amazing proposal, like how to create a proposal that will close better sending your proposals the right way. So I know like people think that or in sales, people will think you send it, it's done, let's move on. But there's a way of actually sending it to maximize that 
and kind of hack the send. Okay. Um, yeah. And then tracking and following your proposals like a pro. And we're going to talk a little bit about pricing negotiation and some data that we found around that, which is, which is actually really insightful. And then closing a win. So how to use the proposal to, to really win. Um, so I'm really excited to, re- to, to start. Yeah, yeah. So Proposify literally analyzed 1.1 million proposals. That is a ton of proposal documents, right? I'm, it is. I'm, 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 I'm guessing that that took them some time. I mean, I've probably only written a few hundred. <laughs> so I, I will say, I will say that like it wasn't me who analyzed all the data. So there's a team of of people on our at proposal Sure. Because <laughs> it wasn't. It certainly wasn't me. I and and so, but yeah, we, we've actually looked at the 1.1, uh, and we found some really great consistent kind of trends with with uh, proposals and how a company's using. Uh, Proposify are sending proposals and kind of what those key trends and it's, are. And it's really interesting because it has kind of changed. Like in 2020, we were in the middle of COVID and we had some different uh, insights into last year's, which is like right here. I'm going to show it to you. Actually, we, we printed hard copies of it last year. Nice. Um, and so that was really interesting from last year. And this year, the, the data has changed a bit. Um, but you're getting a sneak peek because we actually haven't published this yet. So you are the first person and you and anyone hearing this are the first people to get the data um uh f- before we actually release it so awesome exclusive insights- for business growth show awesome sam it's an inside scoop for you there we go there we go so first and foremost i know we're going to be talking about the proposal structure and design so yeah looking forward to tearing your tips on this really in terms of how they should actually look and feel i guess yeah so we're going to release an actual like um, like a full on like state of proposals that'll have like pages on this. So you have like, it'll be more visual. So people who are listening to this, um, you know, I'm going to be talking about it, which sometimes isn't always the best, but um, we're going to have visuals to kind of like show you some of this, but really with proposal structure and design, um, you know, it isn't a nice to have. So I think like people sometimes think specifically when they're kind of rushing into proposal, um, you know, what's the kind of strategy. And I think it's really important to think about it with a plan because it's it's really essential to closing. So yeah, the best proposals aren't complicated. Okay. So I think that like some people want to put in their heart and soul and they they go into a lot of details about a lot of the things that maybe have been discussed with the customer, Um, but they shouldn't be complicated. They should be concise, persuasive, and really kind of just follow like a logical structure. So, um, and then once you've kind of like nailed the specifics of, of what you want to, um, put into the proposal, um, 80% of it shouldn't change after that. Like I think the formatting, once you've kind of like knocked it down and you kind of figured it out, like 80% of it shouldn't change. Um, and then 20% of it, as you kind of, um, have more customers, you can kind of, you know, massage it and make it more applicable to each, each customer. But what we found was that shorter documents perform better. So the shorter, the better people. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And in terms of, I guess, the structure and design, are there any points that, that people should consider? I mean, that's interesting that you've said straight away that it's, it needs to be kind of concise because I can't tell you the amount of times that I've perhaps asked a vendor for a proposal and in return you get kind of a 30-page generic document and you're, oh, as I can certainly say this from a buyer's perspective and I've probably been guilty of it as a seller perspective. And usually I'm just going to skim the first couple pages, kind of make sure they've got my brief perhaps the problems that I've raised in the sales call and my goals, then I'm probably going to skip to pricing, check us within the budget we discussed. And that's probably 
all I'm going to flick through if a proposal is emailed to me in, in, in brutal truth. So I guess that is, is that why we're kind of pushing towards the shorter kind of more concise options? Yeah, I think that with like specifically if you're like there's competitors and they're they're in a buying process, they're going to want to kind of skim through the details probably a lot quicker. Um, yep. So we just found like shorter does better. Like on average, a winning proposal contains 11 pages, um, usually organized into into seven sections. So that's what we found in our database, but also proposals with images. So adding okay. images will help you close 72 percent more likely. So adding images of your team, of your company, branded imagery into your proposal template yep. um, helps uh, and helps you seal the, the close 20% faster is what we found in, in the 1.1 million proposals that we, we viewed. And then also we found that video is interesting enough, is something that is increasingly becoming a conversion point on proposals. So adding a video can increase your close rates up to 41%. So that's, that's pretty high. And then um, also we found that it'll help you close 26% faster. So images and video people are the two essential things to add into your proposal. And I think like, you know, when you think about like proposals of the day where people were just putting it in Word docs and, and some people are still using Word docs for proposals, um, you know, there's there's so much opportunity to elevate it based on the data that we're we're seeing. So it's making those proposals stand out because if you are in competition with other competitors, anything yeah. that could help you look more branded, established, more appealing, but also adding personality by images and video is going to help you stand out. Sure, sure, sure. So making them nice and visual, leveraging video, leveraging leveraging imagery where you can. Um, That's right. What what about any other things on this point? Now, let's consider about perhaps business challenges or leveraging any insights from kind of the initial sales calls that we should consider, do you think? Yeah, I think it's really important to understand the business challenge your prospect is up against. So it's so important to like figure out what is it that we are trying to solve for and not being afraid to using emotion and personality into proposals. Like I feel like um, you know, specifically when I worked at more enterprise organizations, like we were very like almost legal in our proposal and conservative in our, in our proposal approach. But it's really important to address the business challenge, but also add some personality into it. Um, and that's all about, I think, just being a good writer and and being able to translate what the business challenges are in kind of a, in a, in a document style. So we found that like being concise being persuasive and having that visual identity in your proposal just all helps you seal the deal faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. I didn't know that about video. In fact, I I don't know if I've ever received a proposal with a video. I know I occasionally send them out using tools like Vidyard and, and Loom and all those good stuff with proposal recaps. But is that actually putting a video like inside the proposal document or... Yeah, you can actually put the video in it in the document. Um, or if you are currently using a proposal software that doesn't allow you to do that, or you know you're still using Word, or you're using any other kind of more simple um, software, like adding like a Vidyard to your proposal or any other type of video will help. And we found that winning proposals include video uh, are viewed nine times more on average 
but also um, videos without video. So proposals without video are only viewed yeah. about five times on average. So there's just like a lot of correlation about adding that personality just through video helps in the close. And it just kind of like, again, helps them rem- your customer remember your prospect. Who was I talking to specifically if there's like multiple people in the, in, uh, that they're talking to during their buying process? Yeah, sure. And I imagine it helps you break through the noise as well, especially if a company's comparing vendors. So if there's like, perhaps you're against two or three other agencies pitching for the work. And if yours is the one that's more visual, has got a video summary, and kind of stands out from the other options, I guess it kind of positions you as a, a preferred choice if you've gone Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but then also like create, so creating this is like the second point of like how to really nail your your proposals and dominate yep. the close. So it's such an important part of, of the proposal process too, because people just think like I'm creating it and I'm going to just put slap everything together. I've talked to my prospect. I know what all the problems are. This is easy. I've added an image, but like, how do I actually assemble it all together? That's mm. like, I think that's, what's really important to, to understand. So um, we've outlined a bunch of ways to help you do this in the state of proposals, but like the three main methods that we found again, like from the data is to really, um, so when you're creating a business proposal is really starting from scratch, duplicating an existing document. So anytime there's like multiple salespeople that are, that are you know, uh, in the process or at sure. your organization, it's really important to kind of have like a template or creating something that, you know, from something that exists. Because if you're right. not doing that, um, then I think it just takes longer. And we've seen that in, in the data. Um, so creating it from a template or something that pre, you know, even like a marketing person on your team can help you with and, and just having that like template that's kind of done. The images are there kind of the main points and framework or within your proposal are there. And then from there, you just, you're really just putting in the details uh, and then you're able to just kind of cl- kind of get, a, get just further along with it and get it done and move and get it to the, the client as quickly as possible. So we found that those uh, salespeople who were using templates, like something that was already pre-existing uh, in their software, um, usually minimize their errors, um, costly errors actually sometimes, and also um, were able to put it out a lot quicker so they can send it out to the client and sometimes beat out the competition. Yeah. Um, and I mean, sounds pretty obvious, but 64% of proposals um, we found in, this, in our uh, proposal software on Proposify were created from the template and then um, 34 were duplicated from existing proposals. So, I mean, not like groundbreaking data in terms of like, I think that there's there's some obvious things there, but the key thing is, is like, you wanna kind of build the design, get get a framework and, and template it. So it's just something that you can use over and over again, very quickly and getting it out to your customers as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it makes sense, right? Because I mean, it's, especially if you're relying on your sales team to to ship proposals. I don't know. Perhaps they've got a target of speaking to X amount of qualified leads per per week or per month, and they've got to ship out several proposals to hit their sales quota. Then, if they're going to have to create everything from scratch and build all these custom proposals, they're going to be forever doing admin work. Um, right, and you don't <laughs> want to be doing admin work. You don't. You say admin, I say ad- admin, but like you know, it's the same thing. You just don't want to be doing that all the time you want to be able to kind of get get it quickly done move on and i actually was at another stat that was kind of interesting and i remember reading it in the uh, in the data um was that so 
we have in Proposify like input, input client fields where they actually put in certain items or certain things that they want to add into the proposal. So that kind of gives like almost like an interactive uh, approach to creating the proposal. So they're able to add something that is that they feel is really important to you, their service, your product, et cetera. So we found that like proposals with client input forms that were used actually closed 61% more. So um, okay. I know it's, it's a data stat, but basically what that allows you to do is it helps you kind of figure out, okay, this is the proposal I send out to you, but it gives the ability to have these kind of these, these forms within the, the software the client can actually go in and add something that you either have may have missed or yep. an additional item that um, they they thought um, you, you may have may have not thought was like it was really important. So we found that by making it interactive and getting them the ability or creating the ability for them to actually input stuff into the proposal will help you close as well because if you've missed something, it gives them the ability to add it, which was an, an I thought an interesting stat. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not something I've thought about to to be honest much in terms of actually getting prospective buyer feedback. Chili Piper's form concierge was built specifically for marketers. Double inbound conversions and qualified meetings. Keep your best prospects red hot by eliminating the waiting period after they raise their hand for a demo. Let website visitors self-qualify and book a meeting with the right rep instantly. Never let another inbound lead fall through the cracks. Stop chasing inbound leads. Start booking meetings. Book your free personalized demo today at chilipiper.com. That's C-H-I-L-I-P-I-P-E-R.com. Charles runs a software company. He gets a decent amount of leads through his website through paid ads, but when it comes to the organic, non-paid listings on Google, his competitors are stealing his visibility, traffic, and customers, all because they rank higher than him on organic search with SEO, search engine optimization. He set up a call with WebChoice. They took the time to understand his business, goals, and plans, and crafted a long-term strategy to rank higher on Google. After a few months of working with WebChoice, Charles was above the competition and enjoying more organic leads than ever, and was even able to reduce his ad spend from the uptick in organic inbound leads. Want to enjoy more inbound sales leads with SEO? Book a free consultation today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. So... I guess, and feel free to correct me if this is wrong, but I guess if, like you said, if you've missed something from perhaps the um, discovery call and perhaps you're laying down their goals and objectives in one of the first pages and then perhaps the buyer reads it and they say, look, you've actually missed a point on this or we've had an internal conversation and we've realized we actually need to include this and this, then you can kind of get that feedback live, I suppose, if you if you enable the That's right. So and it helps... And it helps just kind of, again, get to the final um, really proposal and offer or, or service agreement quicker. So then we there's like that collaboration and that ability to kind of just get the alignment with your customer on exactly what needs to be delivered. So we just found that was something uh, also that stood out in, in the data. Um, but then 
So the third point is sending. So actually sending your proposal and, and how to do it. And we've already kind of talked about it, but it's like getting it out the front door, like, or out the door as soon as you can without any errors and without any, um, you know, making it visually appealing. And, and in terms of, um, we talked about like actual proposal um, and document tips, it's, it's having all of that, um, but then sending it out the door really, really quickly. So proposals that get to prospects faster, just close faster, period. Like that's what we found. Okay. So it's, it sounds simple enough, um, but you know, Sam and I know by either being in sales or working with sales is that sometimes we can get stuck at the proposal stage because there's either a lot of proposals needing to be sent out or there's like just not time or the salesperson is just has a, doesn't have time for that admin work. So it sounds simple, but the act of sending your proposals can really have a lot of obstacles that can sometimes stop you from just getting it out the door. So I think it's really important to nail down a consistent workflow. So allowing your sales team to move with the speed that they need to, to get, again, close that deal. Um, Cause there's like that cliche. I'm not really good at like, at saying like verbatim what the cliches are, but time kills like all deals, like something like that. Um, so get it out the door. And we saw that 25% of proposals are actually one within one hour of, of opening. So really, it's what we saw in our system. Okay. Uh, so a quarter of them are one within one hour. 42% of proposals are one within 24 hours of opening is what we also found. So that's a pretty high number. And then we also saw that about half of proposals opened within 80 minutes of sending. So about like an hour and a half. And then 15% of proposals were open within five minutes of sending. So um, which shows that there's, you know, a big proportion of, of proposals that are being open like right away. Yeah. And it's, it kind of reminds you of this saying speed to lead. So when Thank a, you. Speed to lead. Thank you. So it's, it's like when a inquiry comes in from your website or your landing page, I think there's there's a bunch of data on this and it varies a bit, but I think it's like within five minutes is the optimal time. Um, appreciate if someone inquires at midnight, that's probably not going to happen unless you're you've had about ten coffees, you're not going to sleep. But um, I've done that before. I've done that before. It's <laughs> not fun. We've all been there. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's around five minutes. So essentially, you need to be responding to an inbound lead within reason within five minutes, and it's it's just going to put your chances of winning the deal way ahead. Are we saying a similar thing with the proposal? Like once you've had your your conversations with your client and then they've they've agreed everything and you're ready to kind of send the proposal the process get actually getting it out the door get it out the door it's very similar the, the faster you get it out the better so and we see that with just the results and closing time and just um, proposals viewed so it's really essential um very similar to when you're following up with the lead from uh, as a bdr sdr like as an ae or anyone on the sales team like go out and send that proposal as soon as you can yeah and then we saw, we saw like deal velocity too. So something that we've been tracking like year over year is also like um, just deal velocity. So uh, overall deal time to close. So we look right. at the TTC, we call it. Um, so our data goes back to almost, I think like 2015 or 2016. And it showed that sales cycles actually are shortening by an average of 6% year over year. Okay. So I think we our assumption on that is like technologies are, and processes are obviously have improved like year over year. 
And specifically like within COVID and stuff, like everyone was forced to use I mean, you know, more, more technology for those companies that weren't already fully stacked with a million different software tools. So uh, we just noticed that in 2020 specifically, it like really dramatically increased and deals took about 44% less time to close, which was like, that was kind of cool. And then um, this, so last year in 2021, the trend continued um, and it actually further decreased. So the, the time to close decreased by 12.6%. So it currently takes about over four days for the typical deal to close once a proposal is, is created. So the time to actually close is, is significantly taking a lot less. So again, uh, a point about really just speed to lead, as you said, but really just speed to up the door, get that proposal out as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And feel free to correct me if you think I'm wrong. Is that with the world, the era of digital selling, because there's less face-to-face meetings most of our communication is probably now phone zoom like some kind of live video chat so we're not having to travel as much so most of our communication on perhaps initial sales conversations leading up to that sending the proposal and then follow up which we'll talk about in a minute I guess that process is sped up therefore the proposal stage and winning the deals is sped up as well yeah I I certainly agree with that like you know I don't have like the actual data to <laughs> to confirm um, sure. that that specifically, but like honestly, we all know that in this age, like we're consistently on on Zooms. We are, you know, uh, also the balance of time. Like we just, I feel like time is just, even though we we have technically more time because we're not commuting, but I think everything's gone digital. Um, we're looking to like optimize time even more because we're balancing. I certainly am balancing here at home, you know, with, with children and like work and there's still a lot of that happening, even though most kids are at school. Um, but, you know, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's just, we've become more digital um, and things are just, I think one are just easier to do because we are increasingly becoming more digital, but I think, you know, time is, is of the essence. So the faster we can do stuff, the better and the more time we have to balance yeah 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 it makes sense makes sense so we've sent it we've got it out the door what what comes next? now what do, do we, we do we, do we hope now, for the best and just we, await we the check the, in the mail yeah we book the vacation and go out uh, on a vacation somewhere no we we track and we have to follow up so uh proposify is great because it allows you to track the deal and when when the proposal is being open so you can understand like what's the engagement with the actual proposal so that black box that we talked about a little bit at the beginning of the of the chat where you kind of before we didn't really know what happened after a proposal was sent are they opening it are they viewing it or multiple people viewing it like what's happening there so i think it's really important to understand the status of the deal and being and really understand what um what's happening uh with yep. the proposals uh, otherwise you know you could be wasting time um or you could be kind of like using your time on on something else that that would be worth worth your time if that makes sense um so it's really about um tracking and following up so proposify um does give sales teams like that 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 analytics and the view uh to be able to see what's happening with the proposal once it's in the prospect's hands Mm -hmm. um and then you know it's really important to be able to follow up so um, either through automated emails or having like an automated notification. Um, hi, we've sent you this email you, or this proposal. You haven't looked at it yet. 
um, you know, and having those, those um, actionable follow-ups, either you writing an email or having them automated through the software is going to help you close a lot, a lot more. So just a small stat from the 1.1 billion proposals that we looked at proposals with scheduled reminders have a 35.4% higher close rate than proposals with no reminders. So that's 35% more likely to close. So it's really important to follow up. And I think sometimes sales reps, uh, A's might, I mean, certainly they will, um, but it's just, it's important to, to really do that for all your proposals. Mm, definitely recommend that. That's, that's something as well as just sending the document, like you say, before you even send it, I would recommend anyone from my own experience and my own pain more than anything of just kind of agreeing to send a quote or agreeing to send a proposal. And then just like I say, cricket. So on your initial sales calls, just saying, look, I'm, I'm happy to invest the time. I believe if you, believe that there's a mutual fit between your companies and you can add value to them just saying look can we carve out some time next wednesday or next thursday when makes sense to sit down for 20 minutes go through this proposal together because just getting that face time alone with a proposal definitely helps improve your close rates from my own experience so going back to your point on the tracking so having some kind of software tool set up so you can see when people open the proposals i guess that works in two ways right so if if for some reason the email goes to spam and you just see it's never open, then you think probably need to give them a call so I can actually check that they got that proposal in the first place. Or That's likewise, right. I suppose if it goes on the opposite end and they're just constantly opening, you might want to give them a shout and just see, look, how are we doing? I, I've actually seen that you've opened the proposal quite a few times. Uh, are we looking yeah, to move like, forward? Absolutely. So, I mean, there's automation, but like at the end of the day, <laughs> getting, you know, on the call or calling someone still still works. And I think like, you know, talking to so many sales reps and AEs and salespeople in general, um, right? It's just it's just following up and taking the extra effort to see what's happening. So I totally agree with you. It's not only about setting up the automated email. Take the next step and give them a call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Makes it. Sense. So the next point we're going to talk about is discounting and negotiating. So this is my favorite thing because I know I've worked places where we would go to the discount way too soon in the conversation. And what we did find from our analysis is that specifically in 2021 is that that discounting doesn't always work. And I'd love to get your perspective on this, Sam, on discounting and negotiating. But discounted proposals have a close rate of 23% lower than the proposals without any discounts. So just wanted to say that one more time, 23% lower close rates than those that... um, that don't have any discounts. So I think sometimes as sales professionals, you know, we'll go straight to uh, discounting sometimes. Um, and, I, and I would really recommend not doing that specifically with the initial proposal send. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So what are your was, thoughts on discounting? I'm just curious. Well, I don't know if you've got the, the logic behind the stat because the only thing I'd query, does that mean that the sales rep sent on the fir- very first time they're sending the proposal and they've, they've put, for example, our product is normally, I don't know, 10 grand per annum, but we're doing it for you for seven yeah. nine nine five if you yeah. sign to speak. Or does it mean they've had a conversation after the sending the proposal, then discounted it in the revised proposal? Or does it mean the first one? So it's the first one. So it's 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 having in there like a reduced pricing uh-huh. within the proposal. So it's like usually 10,000, like a minus discount, discount field, and then you're getting it for five 5,000. I see. Yeah, I think 
this is only from a personal perspective. It just kind of reduces credibility a little bit because it's almost like they're trying to do you a deal before you've even kind of built up credibility, I suppose, although you might have done some of the initial sales conversations. So, yeah, I mean, from from my own perspective and from tips that I've stolen from negotiation experts that have been on the show, you usually want to look at getting some gap ground back. So if someone's going to say, look, if, if the prospect's looked at the proposal, then comes back to you and says, look, Sam, everything looks great, but I need you to sharpen the pencil. I need you to do 5% off or whatever they're proposing. You might want to look at some terms that you're going to get back in return, whether that is they're going to give you a referral, they're going to give you a testimonial, they're going to sign for 12 months instead of six. Right. You need to look at that ground that you can win before you just start randomly slashing your prices and hoping for the best. That's just my two cents. Love it. And and we saw it in the data. So winning proposals have an average discount of 27%, while unsuc- unsuccessful proposals have an average discount of 36%. So when they, when people are discounting, we notice like the lower discounts um, are uh, a little bit more successful in that, in that uh, data stat. And um, 27% of unsuccessful deals are discounted compared to only 20% of winning deals. So Anyway, the thing is, is there, I mean, lots of numbers. (laughs) It's really about uh, don't just go for the discount, Um, at least send it out without a discount, have the conversation is is the two cents there before you close. And that's really the last point of this this six winning uh, steps to proposals and dominating your close. So um, what was really interesting in a lot of the data about the close, um, and we're going to be releasing that, in, in about two weeks, but we noticed that there was one stat um, that helped you increase your close rate by four times. So that's the one I want to share okay. with you. It's and did, I'm just interested if you have any guesses on what that is, Sam. Ooh. <laughs> so four times likely to close if you do this on your proposals. Yes. It's not. Um, I'll, I'll have two. Can I have two guesses? Okay. Yeah. Two guesses. That's absolutely fine. We're making this game up as long as, as we kind of go. So there's no rules. My, two guesses. Go for my, it. My first one is that you agree, like we talked about earlier, actually, that you agree a um, a follow-up time. I, I'm going to send you a proposal and we agree a video call perhaps on in two days time to go, go through it. Interesting. And then my second one is that you have a sign form on the signet on the proposal itself. Like someone can e-sign it. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. We have a winner. His name is Sam. Um, so yes. So the, uh, so it's, it's somewhat of the second point. So what we notice is that e-signatures will significantly improve uh, the deal performance of your proposals. So it's not, um, so it's really adding the two or how many signatures there are signatures within for, for the proposal, adding those fields already in the document, but also signing your proposal before can help increase that close rate by 36.8%. So such a simple addition to your proposal by you signing it. The sales rep literally signs it so they can see the signature already. Yeah. So they sign their part. It's already signed. And all you have to do is send out, send it out with another field or fields for the, the signer. And then that actually increases it by almost 50%. So such a simple hack. That's and interesting. we've seen that in, that was... in the data. So you're you're right. So uh, so the e-signature adding that in will actually help you close four times more than than not adding that. Got it. Got it. Amazing. That's, that's that's really interesting. 
because I know I've I've seen proposals where they aren't where kind of both vendors signed, so it says like we'll sign here, and the the, the guest party that the vendor will sign here. So perhaps it, yeah, I'm just trying to think psychologically. Perhaps it's because they already think look, they've they've taken the time to sign it. So now I've, all I've got to do is is sign my part. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, okay, they signed it. I'm going to sign it too. So it could be as you know what I would love to curate more data on the on the psychology around it. But for now, what we know is that if you add it, it's such a simple, easy way to just increase your close rate and win. So that's my six-step process. And by my hour, I propose a five-six-step process of closing better in 2022 with uh, Proposify or you know just proposals in general. So hopefully that helps you and your and your fan base, which you have a lot of, Sam. Sam, you're like a popular guy on on uh, social, so I I hope this helps your your fans. Much appreciated. Look, enjoyed enjoyed going through it with you, Nadia. Um, thanks very much for sharing the the six step process. I'm sure it's going to be be useful for anyone that works with a sales team, is in sales, runs a sales team, for making sure they nail their proposals. Some really interesting stats that we've picked on. So yeah, thanks again, and do tell us more about how anyone that's tuned in today can learn more from yourself. The best way to get in touch with you or how we can find out more about Proposify and the, the stats you've shared today. Awesome. So a couple of things. So if you want to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Nadia Milani. Um, I'm happy to just discuss. You can DM me or um, uh, directly. I'll, I'll get, I usually get back. Uh, but more proposals, you can actually start a 14-day trial for free with proposal uh, with Proposify. So just go on our website. You'll find our free, our free trial uh, CTA on the homepage. Or if you're a larger organization, maybe you need a demo, hit the demo request and we'll demo it for you guys uh, and gals um, as soon as you need it. So Proposify.com is where you can find us. It's been great being here today. Thanks so much for having me, Sam. No worries. Thanks very much for coming on. So we'll put all of those links over in the show notes over at businessgrowth.marketing. Thanks very much again, Nadia. Enjoyed the chat. Awesome. Have a great day. Good stuff. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to hit that subscribe if you're on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio podcast. A quick rating is much appreciated. And if you want more actionable marketing tips, we should catch you on the next one. Cheers.